so great to be at Vision Night. Thank you again for uh, giving up your Wednesday nights throughout the year. For uh, I think we end up doing about six, maybe seven Vision Nights, something like that. And uh, they're, they're really important nights in the life of the church. And I, I thank you for making them uh, a priority in, in your calendars. I know we live uh, reasonably busy lives in this day and age, but uh, it's so important to continually get the heart of, of what we're doing and, and where we're going in the life of the church. And so I do thank you for that. I mean, I think we, we really need to uh, uh, praise the Lord for what He's done this year. You know, we've extended connect group or e-groups out. We've uh, we've extended uh, people serving in teams. We're, we've extended the numbers uh, regularly attending in the life of the church. We've seen uh, hundreds of salvations, uh, which is awesome. We've seen some baptisms. We've seen people go through foundations. We've seen we've seen all 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 sorts of things. And uh, I'm just excited for that. I've been, you know, I'm excited that we're seeing uh, different gifts now starting to be released. Uh, uh, I went up to Shona at the start and I said, are you ready? And she goes, yeah, nah, or maybe. And uh, I didn't quite get to Alga and a few other people because I was slightly rushed. I was like, come on, I want the, I want the prophets to prophesy. I want you. I want the gifts to be released in the church, and so uh, you know we're, we we believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We believe in ascension ministries, and and you know over the last couple of years we've got to know some people. We've got to know a little bit about who we are as a church, and and what gifts God has placed in here. And and my desire in the next uh, twelve months to twenty four months is that we're going to see even more people uh, or even more gifts released in the life of the church. And in, in saying that, we've actually got tag preaching coming up uh, this Sunday night. And uh, we, 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 it's going to be a storming night. I want to tell you who the preachers are, but I want to keep it a secret as well. Because I know these preachers are going to absolutely rock your socks off. Uh, and so make sure you're here Sunday night um, and, and go for this. Should I throw some speculation into the wind? All right. The three preachers are sitting in the first three rows. So that narrows it down, doesn't it? Oh, so the people in the fourth row are like, oh, phew. No. But uh, I'm sure they're going to have some fun, and I know that God speaks to them, and, and uh, it's, it's all good. So I, I'm just so thankful for what God's done this year. I'm so thankful that you've been part of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to another, another great year. We've got Scrooge coming up. Scrooge is awesome, by the way. Uh, you know, like what Pastor Sam said, uh, you know, don't be one of those people that go, oh, I wish I came. Uh, I'm definitely going to come next year now that I've heard about it. You know, it's a Sunday. We're doing it on a Sunday. So maybe maybe there's not really a choice there. It should be, hey, I'm going to come and I'm actually going to invite some and friends. I'm going to buy some tickets for them and I'm going to make sure they're here. And, and by the way, I say that, Ken, we, we've got a, we've got the, no, we don't have a special on tonight. I was going to say we've got a special on tonight. No, 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 just buy your tickets, amen. <laughs> Otherwise, here's a chance. You might turn up and there might be, not, might be no tickets available. I would hate for you to have gone to the effort of inviting friends and then and not having the tickets for them to come in and and please well just a little bit of information uh, if you are inviting people who have uh, kids and 
we're really saying it's parents' discretion if you want to bring your children into the into the production. I'll, uh, my view would be um, if if your child if the children are ten or under, probably put them into the program. If 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 they're ten and above and and they you know they can handle a, a little bit of uh, a little bit of scariness, just a little bit. Uh, that's 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 all we really probably need to say. That's that's there's going to be a little bit in 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 the, in the production that's a little bit scary for probably uh, sort of that 10, 12, 14 year old. Is that okay? It's not like hideously scary. It's, it's just like it, it just brings it's 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 theatrical. All right. So so I just want to if you if just information out there it helps you plan for the people that you have invited along and all that and and then please make sure you phone into the officer and register those children as well because our, our kids team are working hard they've got a great plan in fact uh, for the bigger kids Jake is taking them with the team down to Unipol and uh, doing a whole thing like awesome run around thing but also going to get the message of Christmas uh, spoken and shared into their lives and and I know Jill out in Pips have got this this amazing program ready to go and and so there's going to be a whole lot of good things happening so can I just uh, encourage you, get your tickets for Scrooge ASAP. It helps us plan whether we, we need to market it a whole lot more or whether, how many seats we actually are going to need in here and all that sort of stuff. Cool? Awesome. And so um, before we get into what I want to share again, I, I just want to say thank you again, just to say thank you for uh, keeping to your commitment of serving for a year. You know, every year we just say, hey, can you serve for a year? Just commit for a year. At the end of the year, everyone can retire. No, you can't, but you know what I mean. If, if God hasn't laid on your heart, if you don't have a passion and a desire and you don't feel like you're called to serve into that area, then, then hey, we release you. We thank you for serving. We thank you that you stuck to your word of saying, I'm going to serve for a whole year. But I want to say, come on, uh, and, and, and I'll share this a little bit, but... Let's think about where we can commit to for a year for next year. Let's all continue to believe that God's building His church and that we get to be a part of it. And you know that we're graced by God, we're called by God to serve into that. And so I want to, you know, as as we finish tonight, I believe um, the Holy Spirit's just going to come and He's going to minister into you. He's going to just. I'm even praying for prophetic words for you all. Um, not that I need to deliver them all, or we need to get the prophets up and running, but I just believe I'm believing for the Holy Spirit to to come and really just settle something into your spirit that maybe you need to grapple with, but maybe you need to just hear the Lord and say, hey, I'm calling you to do this. Hey, I'm gracing you to do this. I'm dropping this authority into your life for this. Uh, why don't you serve the church next year in this area? And so that's I'm praying for that. And so uh, if you're already scared, just run. Run right now. No. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the fact, I, I mean, there's no secret. Uh, my passion is to serve. Uh, I love serving. It's my motivational gift. Uh, I, I will serve. Uh, you know, we had a uh, we had Christmas once at a cousin's house, and and uh, the, the 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 plumbing got blocked up. Uh, I was I was happy to serve. Afterwards, I was not happy to serve because uh, I was under the house in a very small space, and I undid an inspection hatch. And just there was abundance. Uh, there was abundance, 
and I had never crawled or wriggled that fast in my entire life. Uh, but uh, let's, let's just say I needed a shower and I needed some strong aftershave or deodorant. Uh, so sometimes your motivational gift can get you into trouble. But uh, I, I love serving. I, I think, you know, serving, serving the Lord is just the, the funnest thing to do. Uh, it's, 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 it's so exciting to go on that roller coaster ride of trusting God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's, there's that nervous laugh and there's that joyful laugh. Uh, but God is so good and He's worthy of, of our love. He's worthy of our lives. He's worthy of us serving Him. I want to just share um, some thoughts tonight. And, and I think I believe we're going to have enough time. We, you know, I'm not even going to say we may finish early. Uh, because it never happens, does it? So let's make our yes be yes and our no be no. Let's just say we'll finish when we finish. Um, while you're turning there, I'm going to read out of Joshua uh, tonight. I'm going to read out of Hebrews 11 tonight. I'm going to read out of Nehemiah tonight. I'm going to read out of Thessalonians tonight. And so, you know, if you've got four or five fingers, you want to find that those things, go for it. Otherwise, just relax and find them when you want to find them. But the first one we're going to be reading out of is Joshua chapter 4. While you're turning there, Holy Spirit, again tonight, I thank you for these amazing, beautiful, wonderful people. They are strong. They are courageous, Lord. And, Lord, they've given themselves to serving you with their lives. And I thank you, God, for them. I pray, Father, blessing. I pray protection. I pray favor, Lord, over their lives. I thank you, God, that, that tonight we're a group of people challenging one another to go higher in God. And Holy Spirit, I pray tonight that, Lord, even as, 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 as much as I lead and as much as I bring vision and direction, Lord, I pray that it is just flowing uh, from you through me into us so that, Lord, we can come together and serve you in this great city. So, Lord, I just pray, Holy Spirit, anoint this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Who's hot in this room right now? There's a few people. Uh, if you've got a jersey on, take it off. Um, that's all I can help you with, really. If you've got a fan, fan yourself. Um, it's, it's not often we'll need air conditioning in Dunedin. But uh, maybe we can change that. Joshua chapter 4, are you there? All right. If you're there, just give someone a gentle slap on the face. Make sure they're awake. Oh, that sounded... Someone doesn't know the meaning of gentle. Okay, listen up. There's a little bit of reading. I'll try and read it correctly and quickly. But this is, this is Joshua, right? So Joshua is following Moses. Moses was called by the Lord through the burning bush. There was that Holy Spirit moment where he says, uh, Moses, I've called you to deliver my people out of Egypt. And so Moses says, yep, sure. He goes and has this, this a few discussions with Pharaoh. Uh, a few things happen. But then, then, then Pharaoh says, yep, sure, get out of here. Just basically because he'd been fed up with all the situations. And so uh, Moses takes the children of Israel. They, they stand at the Red Sea, and God delivers them through the Red Sea by a huge miracle, like putting, making a path through the sea. And so they all walk through on dry ground, and then the, Isra uh, not the Israelites, the Egyptians, try to go through after them. And the walls come down, and they wipe out the Egyptians, which is good. But then, for some reason, many reasons that I'm not going to preach about tonight, they wander in the wilderness for many, many years. 
And they get to this point where they're now the, 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 the reins of leadership has been handed over to Joshua. And Joshua is taking them from the wilderness across the Jordan. The Jordan is a, is a strategic river in the Bible. It's, it's the river of, it's basically of crossing over from uh, wandering in the wilderness to stepping into all that God has for the children of Israel. All the promises that God had spoken to Abraham, that would he be the father of nations and, and all that. So this is where we're at. We're at with Joshua now, and we're, we're going across the river. This is like a, this is, this is a, this is a, a, a pinnacle of God bringing the people into the into the promised land. So we're at Joshua chapter 4, all right? Cool? When all the people had crossed the Jordan, so, okay, the priests have gone in, they carried the Ark of the Covenant, they placed the Ark of the Covenant, which is the presence of God, uh, in the middle of the river. The river stopped and it banked up, and so there was dry ground, so there was stones, there was the Ark of the Covenant, and everyone had walked through. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men from, uh, 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from, every, uh, from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out uh, and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men, and he had, he had chosen one from each tribe of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord your God. Excuse me, each of you must pick up one stone and carry it out on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial in the, in, in the future. Your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel. Forever, So the men did as Joshua had commanded them and took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River, one for each tribe, just as the Lord had told Joshua. They carried them to the place where they, they were going to camp for the night and constructed the memorial there. Joshua also set up another pile of 12 stones in the middle of the Jordan at the place where the priests, were carried, uh, priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant were standing. And they are there to this day. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until all the Lord's command that Moses had given to Joshua were carried out. Meanwhile, the people hurried across the riverbed. And when everyone who uh, was safely on the other side, the priests crossed over with the ark of the Lord as the people watched. The armed warriors from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh led the Israelites across the Jordan, just as Moses had directed these men Armed men, about 40 strong, were ready for battle, and the Lord was with them as they crossed over to the uh, plains of Jericho. Um, 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 Okay, we'll we'll stop there. We'll stop there. As I was reading this, I I felt the Lord just share some, some... some leadership principles, or, or not principles, but some some leadership things. Let's just label them as leadership things. But I believe they'll, they'll, they'll turn into leadership lifestyle things. I don't know if that's a, you know, if someone wants to rewrite that and, 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 and give me some topic headings for it, that's fine. Afterwards, you can give that to me and I'll, I'll tidy this up. But as I was reading this, you know, 
Joshua is here and, and, he, and his command was, okay, choose 12 men. Choose 12 men there, there, one from every tribe that can go into the middle of the Jordan River where the presence of God, where the Ark of the Covenant is, the presence of God, and they get to choose a stone from in front of the Lord. They get to choose and pick up something that the Lord is, 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 is shining upon. And it's just a stone, but the presence of God is there, right? I don't know, just go and pick a stone up on the, on the street and you'll figure out that that stone is dumb and that stone is boring. But you go and pick up a stone that's been in the presence of God. I, I, I think we'll remember it, right? Okay. So there's, there's, he's, he's been told, choose 12 people. I, I want to I wanna just say tonight, you know, when it comes to leadership, it, just, it doesn't get boxed into 12 people. We're, we're all leaders in this room tonight. We're all choosing tonight. I want to just say you've all been chosen tonight. You, you're, you've all been chosen by God, and I'm saying tonight, I, I really believe that, that, that I'm choosing you. It doesn't matter what area you're serving in, whether it's hosting, hospitality, whether it's kids, whether it's crash, whether it's music, whether it's whatever area. What I'm saying tonight is I'm choosing you to go and pick up a stone in the presence of God. I want to. I want to say. I want you to be part of building this memorial. I'm sorry. I might get excited tonight because I love preaching about the promises of God. I love preaching about the authority that God's anointed us to to bring the glory of Him back into the church, back into this nation, back into what what He desires. And so God's calling us to choose. God's saying, "I want you to choose some leaders." Oh, well, I want to just say, I've chosen you. You know, you know, I've chosen you. You're part of the team, and so come on, pick up a stone. And I want you to not just pick up the stone, but I want you to, I want you to take it, and I want you to know that you've been part of building the memorial. I want you to be part of building the altar to God. I want you to know that you're, you know, you know, it doesn't matter. In in in, in First Corinthians, uh, it, it talks about being the body of Christ. Can every person's Every person's value is, is equal. Every person's value. I, I know, you know, uh, you might think, well, the, the big toe, who needs a big toe? And guess what? We all need a big toe. Otherwise, we, our balance is stuffed. You know? Well, well, who wants to be the armpit? Well, no one likes being the armpit. Well, guess what? There's two of them. Now, I know where you're going next as well. But hey, Hey, if waste stays around, everyone rots. Just going there for you, but helping you out. You see, we all need to be part of what God's doing. Uh, you know, I'm, I might get to use the microphone and preach a little bit and, 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 and all that. And, but guess what? Just the person who's welcoming someone on the front door gets to be just as much Jesus to someone as the, as the person preaching or singing in worship or out in crash or, 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 or serving a coffee to someone. We all get to be just as much Jesus to people with our lives. And I want to say, you know, will you help build an altar to the Lord? Because remember, this, this altar is not just another altar. It's not just another memorial. It's the memorial of bringing out of the wilderness into the blessing and the promises of God. It's just not another, another altar. That, oh, we've got to build another altar and sacrifice a few sheep again. And there's altars here, there, everywhere. This is the first memorial. It's the first altar that has been built to the Lord in the promised land. And we get to be part of it. Uh, 
I, I know there's great churches in Dunedin. I know that God's been doing stuff here for many, many, many years. But I just have this indignation in my spirit that, and I don't want to use the word new, but I just, I just believe that there's another wave of what God wants to release into the atmosphere over Dunedin City. And it's a new one, and I'm going to step into it, and I want to be part of that, that wave right now. I, I don't want to be just walking through the river twiddling my thumbs, going, oh, thank you guys for holding up the water over there. Cool. I'm just going to go here and set up my tent and camp and all that. No, I want to say tonight, come on, let's choose to be a leader. Let's choose to carry a stone. Cool. Oh, my goodness. That was 20 minutes on the first point of 12. (laughs) All right. Holy Spirit, let's run. When you carry something, it will change the way you walk. It says here that the, that the, that the, that the leaders, that the men, they, they had to choose the stone and, uh, and, and put it on their shoulders. Um, just, Andrew, help me out for a second. Just unplug that monitor for a second, you know, just, just for fun. Make sure it's not alive. Great. Well, yeah, you can actually be my example now. <laughs> I was going to do it, but then you look so good, you can do it. Turn around, and I want you to carry that on your shoulders. See, that's a, um, that, that, let's just, let's, uh, let's just pass it here for a second. It's about 10 kgs, maybe, maybe somewhere to 15, but definitely not more. But here's the thing is, just, I mean, just go and run around the block for a second. No, you don't, don't, don't have to run around the block. But here's the thing. I, I, I can guarantee you after he's walked around the block, he's not probably going to be like that. After he's walked around the block and just, yeah, actually, yeah, just, just walk around just for a little bit. But don't be distracting to the message. All right. Until fatigue sets in and there we go. No. When you carry something, it will change the way you walk. In a few seconds, he's probably going to have to change shoulders because one of the shoulders is tired. In a few seconds, or maybe not a few seconds, let's give him a little bit more credit that he, he's a little bit fitter than we think. But uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a little while, he'll actually have to put it down because uh, fatigue is sad. And okay, you've shown us that you're fit and healthy. We're proud of you. He's like, phew, I can put it down. But. <laughs> when we're carrying something, it will change the way that we walk. It'll it'll change the way we walk. I've <laughs> I've been going to the gym and uh, and just having you know doing weights and stuff, weights that I've never done before, and I've shared this. But you know, the day after, it makes you change the way you're walking. Because suddenly those muscles are sore. Those muscles are, are tired again. In, in leadership, God's going to ask you to change the way you walk. Because the way that you carry something will determine how, how, how much weight that you carry. See, the stone that I'm asking you to pick up is not a, is not a little piddly little stone. It's not a tiddlywink stone. It's not a little marble. It's a, it's a stone that, that is, is going to be used 
to build a memorial. God's not going to just choose every, every average Joe little stone. He's going to call us to go, come on, can we carry some weight that, that is worthy of building a memorial to God with? Can we carry some weight? So it's going to change the way that they walk. How, how's it going to change the way that we walk? What's well, going to change the way that we walk through, through I really believe that through these, it'll change the way we talk too. It'll change the way we walk through our Excel. If you know our heartbeat, H-E-A-R-T, Excel, and we want to excel in our life, but it's going to challenge these three, these three areas, our time, our treasure, and our talent. That's, that's what it will challenge. It's going to challenge those things. When we're stepping more into leadership, when we're, we're picking up what God's saying, God's saying, hey, I want you to do three services next year. Who knows? That's going to challenge our time. It may challenge our treasure. Maybe not too much because we should still be tithing and giving to God. You don't have to tithe at both services, by the way. Just throwing that out there. If you want to, you can, but hey, uh, 5% at each, yeah. Uh, anyway, but it's going to challenge your time. It'll challenge, it'll challenge a little bit of your treasure, but it'll challenge your talent as well. Do you want to use your talent with your time? Do you want to turn up and say, you know what? Oh, this stone is a little bit more than I can handle. Church tonight, I'm sharing it straight and I'm sharing it strong because I don't want us to turn up to when we do three services a day and go, oh, oh I didn't really think about that. I, I, I want to just say, come on, let's lead ourselves in this. Let's get vision for next year. Let's get vision for what God wants to do uh, through Equipers Church and believe for what, what He wants to do. I was, I had a conversation with uh, with someone and, and and they just stirred me to think about uh, this this word and and uh, and and it just came to my spirit as like I'll, you know the word volunteer you know we we hear the word volunteer a lot and and ha- carrying a volunteer spirit and all that I've just suddenly got offended at the word volunteer uh, but here's the thing offense uh, can either turn you to turn bitter. Or it can challenge you to go, hey, how do I think about that? And you can use it in a good way. I want to just say I'm not bitter. I'm using it in a good way. But it's challenged me to think, you know what, volunteer. I'm like, I I had to ask myself, do I volunteer for church? And I'm like, no, I don't. Because I don't want to volunteer for Jesus. Jesus has got my whole life. You know, in, in Thessalonians, it says, uh, chapter 5, it says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Jesus Christ. And I've suddenly started thinking about this volunteer, and I, 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 know, I know that volunteer really just means you just don't get paid. That's, that's the truth. I mean, because we just still serve. We just still give to God. We, still, we just still live our lives for God. And I, I reckon we need to get rid of uh, the word volunteer. I appreciate people who want to serve and who want to give their time and all that. But what are we doing? We're doing life for Jesus. 
It's not now, I'm not just saying, oh God, I'm going to give you this bit of my time and I'm going to give you this bit of that. I'm, I'm going to give God my entire life. And if, if I get paid for some of it, great. If I don't, well, I'm still just going to serve God. And I reckon we've got to challenge our way that we think sometimes. And I was, I was even talking to Mike on a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, just how sometimes we create that pyramid of, of, of life. And I don't have a whiteboard, but we say God's up here. And then we put family here. And then we put work here. Or we put our hobbies. Or we put something. And, and we have this little like head top-down sort of way that we do life. And, and, and I, was, I was with someone I don't know where it was, but the first time I saw it, but they just said, no, what we need to do is we put God in the middle, and then and then we put the other things around God. So next would could be family, or next around that could be uh, work, and next around that could be extra life and all that. And so what happens is when, when, when we try and dissect it up, what, we get a bit of God and everything. We get a bit of family and everything. We get a bit of work and everything. We get a bit of lifestyle and everything. And so what I'm saying is when we choose to serve and when we choose to be leaders, we choose to pick up a stone and it's going to alter the way that we walk. It's going to alter the way that I serve. It's going to alter the way that you serve. And I want you just to think about that. I don't want this to be condemning or, or challenging. I want you to think about that. Are you willing to pick up those stones because it says that you pick them up from in the presence of God and you shift it and you move it and then you put it down again where God's asked you to put it down. That could be a year later, right? So I'm just sharing tonight just some thoughts that I have when it says Joshua called some people to set up a memorial. It will alter the way you think. We look forward to what we are believing for. We look forward to what we're stepping into. I'm praying that our creche and kids church come, no, they won't come crying because they're not like that, but they're like, they come going, what do we do? We've got 80 people out there. What do we do? We've got to find somewhere else to go. I'm praying for that. But what's that going to do? It's going to change. It's going to carry us. It's going to it's going to challenge us to carry something and shift something in our life. Hosting team, we don't know what to do. We've got all these people coming in. What are we going to do? What's going to? What do we do? Is we we look forward to what God's doing. We look forward to the promises of what He wants to do in and through us. You know. I, the prophetic words that we've had is that this church will be a church of 2,002 years. Well, it's been two years. We're not a church of 2,000. We're a church of 372 people. We know that because we do our stats every month. We know who has left. We know who is connecting in. We know every single person that is in the life who have connected into Equipers Church, mainly because the Bible tells us that we should know the condition of our flock. And so we want to make sure every person's getting past it. But we're looking forward. You know, whenever you're at the gym and you're carrying weights, you're looking forward to what? When you can put it down. But you know that walking with the weights and walking, even though it's changing the way you're working and changing the way that you're thinking, 
you're, you're looking ahead to the, the blessings and the promises that are going to come for it. Cool? All right, it's 8.33. We need to keep moving. Oh, so that's the, that's the first little snippet of just some stuff. I, I, and, and the great thing about it, there's a piece of Scripture in here. I can't remember what verse it is. But it says that they will be setting up the memorial so that when the children of the next generation will be able to look back and say, why was this memorial set up? Come on, we're shifting stones to set up for the next generations and the next generations and the next generations. Will you be prepared to carry a stone this year? And, and will you be prepared to let it change you and shift you in the way that you think, in the way that you may do life? It's challenging because I'm being challenged myself as I preach tonight. I'm like, God, I don't know. Well, I do know. I'm like, well, God, I'm just going to serve you. But it's going to challenge some people. And that's why I want you to take some time over the summer. Think about it. Do you want to be part of it? I pray that you do because it's going to take hard work. It's going to take trust. It's going to take obedience. It's going to take faith. The next area is, is Hebrew chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. If you grab, grab your Bibles, not too hot out there. Okay. It's warm. It's good warm though. All right. Hebrews chapter 11. This is, this is the chapter about faith or, or, or the people of faith. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we, we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earn a good reputation. I like the fact, I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to I earn a good reputation with God. I, I think it's an okay thing. I don't think it's prideful. I think it's good because it says in the Bible that they earned a good reputation. I don't know if ambition to earn a good reputation is, is out there, but I think by faith, and stepping out in our lives, we can earn a good reputation and we let, our, we let uh, the gifts speak for itself. But in this passage of Scripture, it goes through many different people and it says this, it was, it was by faith that came uh, uh, and Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man there, that Cain didn't bring a, a, an offering, to the, Abel brought an offering. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven. It was uh, by faith that Noah built a large boat. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed uh, when he could not have children. It was by faith that Sarah was able to have her children. It was by faith, uh, again, that the um, uh, Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice. It was by faith that Isaac promised blessings to the future sons. It was by faith that Jacob, when he was old and dying, blessed each other. It was by faith that Joseph, when he was about to die, uh, said confidently that he'd bring... Uh, it was by faith that Joseph, um, whereas it went, when he was about to die, said confidently that the people of Israel would leave Egypt. It was by faith that Moses... Parents hid him for three months before he was born. It was by faith that Moses grew up and, and was rescued by a Pharaoh's daughter. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea. It was by faith that people marched around Jericho. It was by faith that, that, that Rahab the prostitute was saved. It was faith that all these things happened. It was by faith. Here's the thing is um, we can choose if we wanted to to just go outside and march around the block. 
you know, we can we can just go and march around the block because, oh, uh, Joshua did it. And seven days later, we'll, we'll march around it again uh, another six or seven times. Why, well, we could do that. Uh, or is, oh, I, could, oh, I can give an offering to God. You can give an offering to God. Uh, you, can, you, you can choose any one of these things, and we can just do it. What, what I want to share tonight is, is, is just a simple, simple principle that whatever we step into next year, Whatever rock we lift up, whatever stone we lift up, lift up, we don't lift it up in actually our own strength. We lift it up by faith. See, a lot of us never, ever step into anything that we're called to step into is we think, that rock is flipping huge. I remember as a, as a young kid, we used to go to the river, find a deep spot, and, and we'd like go out with goggles and, and we'd, we'd get a stick or something and we'd scratch the fungi off a big rock, which was down about two meters. Has anyone ever done this? And then, the, you, then you've got a competition as to who can hold their breath, swim down, pick up the rock and try and carry it out walking on the stones. Anyone done that? It's, it's the North Island thing, maybe. No, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, you know... <laughs> You look at it and you go, that's ridiculous. I can't do that. Well, here's the thing. God's never going to ask you to do something you can do. Because then you can do it. And you won't need any faith. You won't need any reliance on Him. And if He knows that you can do it, guess who's going to get the glory for it? You'll get the glory for it. But He wants people that are going to go and do things by faith. By By faith. You know, but by faith, we, we say, okay, God, I'm going to lead the, the worship team. I'm not, praise the Lord. <laughs> but maybe God's saying that. Maybe by faith, you're saying, well, I've never, I've never ever thought of that, uh, you know. But until a seed gets sown into your spirit and you go, what? I, I, I text someone today and I said, hey. How about leading Revolution Uni? That was just a seed. I'd never ever talked to them about it before. I'd never even hinted about it before, but I was like, hey, let's just sow a seed. Let's just see if there's faith starting to build up in this person. Let's, let's see the response that could come out of this person. The, and, and, you know, it was just today. So there's not, there hasn't been a lot of progress on it, but I've had communication back going, I needed to lie down and scream just for a minute. I reckon that's a great way to describe faith. I need to lie down and scream for a minute. <laughs> but I, I reckon that's the fun part about it. You know, if you, if you sometimes have to stop, and are drawn to tears because of what God is using you for, then there's faith. Then there's faith. It was by faith that the people of old, or in the, of the, in the history, they earned a good reputation. You know, I've got really no desire to preach all over the world. I've got no desire to... to build a mega church. My desire is to serve God and whatever comes with that comes with that. Just because it's by faith. And I've learned to go, 
that's enough. Because because when he takes someone who says yes, scary. But you learn to look back and you, you have that funny giggle, that funny laugh, which is sort of a mixture between fear and joy. Because it's a humbling thing knowing that God has chosen you and called you to be part of his plan and his church to redeem the world, to redeem the lost. And even more in what's going on around the world, do we need to sharpen up? Do we need to stand up? Do we need to be even more uh, bolder in our declaration of who Jesus Christ is as our Lord and Savior? Um, moving forward, uh, the last, uh, yeah, yeah, the, this might not be the last, um, Nehemiah chapter 2, and I've shared this, oh, mate, I don't know if I've shared this or not, but it's a, it's a great, it's a great, Nehemiah is a great man, he the, let's just read. Uh, I'll just read a little bit of our chapter one first. It said this. Uh, um, in the late autumn of the month of, let's just say April, probably, I don't know. It's got the translation, but I'm making it up because I can't pronounce whatever. In the 20th year of King Artaxerxes' reign, I was at the fortress of Susa. Hananiah, one of my brothers, came to visit with me, uh, me, with some other men who had just arrived from Judah. I asked them about the Jews who had returned there from captivity and about <coughs> excuse me, how, how things were going in Jerusalem. They said to me, uh, things are not going well, for they, those who returned to the province of Judah, um, they are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem has been torn down and the gates have been destroyed by fire. It says this, when I heard this, this is chapter one, by the way, uh, I sat down and I wept. In fact, for days I mourned, I fasted and I prayed. Before we go further, one of the key things that will sustain you in carrying what God has called you to carry is if it changes your heart first, if it challenges your heart first. That's why I say to our team, I said, if you're wanting to find leaders, get their heart and then you'll get them. Because what happened here is the, is, the, is the Lord released something into Nehemiah's heart, which ch- challenged him to, or responded that he mourned, he fasted, and then he prayed. So there was a time of, of mourning. There was a time of, this is not right. This is not right. How can Jerusalem, how can the walls of Jerusalem, the, 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 the city of God, how can it have been torn down? How can the gates have been burned down? This is not right. I, I don't know what, what, what do you stand for right now in the city of Dunedin that can cause you to say, this is not right. How can child poverty or how can, you know, student life be like this? How, how can, you know, whatever, how can it be like this? What's going to challenge you that you'll, you'll, you'll actually mourn about it? Then, then what you'll do is you'll change your lifestyle and you'll fast about it. 
You'll, you'll go without. You'll stop eating because you're believing. You're, you're, you're clearing yourself and you're channeling yourself towards God and you're hearing from Him clearly. Uh, and, 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 that, and that you're willing to go, God, I want to I, I seek in. I want to push into you. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you want for this city. And then you pray. Because he mourned, he fasted, and he prayed. And then he goes on, and, and, it, and it gets him to a place where he's happy scared. Because normally he's going towards the king, and he's serving him, and he's joyful and happy. But there's this one time where, where he's just, he can't do it anymore. He can't fake it to make it anymore in front of the king. And he's like, oh, here's your wine today. Turn around, and then the king says, hey, stop. Why are you so sad? And he just gets so nervous. He's like, how am I going to ask this king to release me? I've been serving him all this time. How am I going to ask him to release me? Because I've got this burden in my heart and in my spirit that I want to go and serve. I want to go and serve. Uh, the, and I want to go and rebuild the walls of J Jerusalem. There's this faith aspect had to kick in. And he said, forgive me, king, but this is what's been going on. He, he didn't say it like that, but he's, I'm paraphrasing. And the king goes, well, go. He finds favor because God has anointed him and called him. Here's the thing is, if God called you and anointed you to do something, you'll walk in favor. You will walk in favor. You'll walk in favor. And the king says, go, go and do it. And so he goes and, and, he, and, he, and, he, and, and let's get down to chapter three. And it's oh, actually, now the end of chapter two, it says, uh, there's a group of people and says, they replied at once, yes, let's rebuild the wall. So he's had this pep talk to a whole lot of people. He said, come on, let's go and do it. He said, let's rebuild the wall. So they began the good work. But when uh, Sam, Ballot, Tobiah, and Geshem, the Arabs, uh, heard of our plan, they scoffed contempt um, at, at us. And uh, what are you doing? Are you rebuilding, asking the king? They asked. I replied, the God of heaven will help us succeed. Here's the thing with, with whatever God is asking you to do. There's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people who are going to scoff and laugh, I just want to say, you know what, don't scoff and point and laugh back at them, but use your testimony to testify, use your testimony to testify, when, you know, because in the end, we still want those people to, to step into all that God's called them to step into as well, but you have to get past the, the very things that, that will challenge you, that's going to challenge your insecurity. Whether you want everyone to like you or not, or whether you, people are, you think people are going to laugh at you, here's the thing. You think people are going to laugh at you, but they actually don't. And if they do, your life will plant a seed in them that when they do need you, they will know exactly who to run to. I got a testimony that I, I, most of you may know this, but as a, as a apprentice builder, I got mocked every day without fail for being a Christian. I'd finished my job with that, 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 that boss and I'd moved overseas and I'd found out that he'd got cancer. And I found out that he'd got cancer because one of those nurses knew my father-in-law and he found out that the nurse knew my father-in-law and he said, can you please tell my father-in-law to ring me and tell me that he had cancer? 
why would you want me to know? You want me to know because I know Jesus. People will all, people deep down want to know Jesus. And as much as they'll laugh and as much as they might scoff, it's only because of their own insecurities. And we've got to get past that and lead them to Jesus. I want to finish with this, this uh, passage of Scripture. Um, and so, yeah, uh, let's just get the keyboard because I, I, want, I want everyone to be able to respond how they want to respond. This is Scripture, and I, I hadn't planned on reading the Scripture out until about an hour before the service. But I was reading it, and it just sort of sums up. Well, I, and so let's just let the Holy Spirit move. It's, it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 12 to 28, and it encompasses the Scripture I read earlier. It's, it's, it's got a subheading title. It's called Paul's Final Advice. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, honor those who are your leaders in the Lord's work. They work hard among you and, and, and give you spiritual guidance. Show them great respect and wholehearted uh, love because of their work. And live peacefully with each other. Before I go on, I can read that scripture without any what, what would you, insecurities. Because I'd be think if I the only insecurities that I'd be having was be would would be thinking that you're I'm reading that scripture so that you would do that for me. No, I'm reading that scripture so that you'll do it for yourselves. I want you to honor each other because you're all servants of the Lord's work. I wanna I wanna say I know that you all work hard. And I know that you, we can all encourage one another. We can all challenge one another to go higher in God. We can all give spiritual guidance. I want to say, let's show each other great respect. Let's show each other wholeheartedness. Back in Nehemiah, they build this, this they start rebuilding this wall. And it's just a great phrase. It just says, next to him was this person. And next to him was this person. And next to him. And there's whole chapters of it. And it's quite boring. But we could actually sit here tonight and we just go, and, and then there was this guy, Roy, and next to him was Joe, and then next to him was Andrew, and then next to him was Raquel, and next to uh, her was Michael, Michael, and next to him was Hayden, next to him was Jake, next to Jake was Justine, next to Justine was Georgia, next to Georgia was Amber. And we could keep going, we could write it all down, just like the book of Nehemiah, and, 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 and they all got recorded. Because they were together, together they were passionate about what Jesus had called them, the Lord had called them to do. It says this, let's keep going. Verse 14, it says, Brothers and sisters, we urge you to warn those who are lazy, encourage those who are timid, take tender care of those who are weak. Be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances. Happy Thanksgiving, by the way, if we're in America. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong 
to Christ Jesus. That was the scripture I read earlier. We belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may you may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all brothers and sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. There's a there's an impartation. There's an impartation that Paul's blessing and declaring in this letter. And I want us to stand, if we don't mind, put your notebooks down and And I want to read that last scripture as a, a little bit of a final final thing for the year. But I'm believing that the Holy Spirit's just going to come and minister to you wherever, wherever you're standing right now. It says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. God will make this happen for he who calls you is faithful. Dear brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a sacred kiss. I command you in the name of the Lord to read this letter to all the brothers and the sisters. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. See, everything that we do, every rock that we, every stone that we pick up and, and we carry and, and we choose to pick it up in the presence of God, but to build a memorial, it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect our lives. It's going to affect the way that we walk. It's going to affect everything. But when we understand the commissioning of our Lord Jesus Christ over our lives, suddenly that big rock becomes something easy to bear. Suddenly we give our lives to God. Suddenly we say yes because we know the privilege it is to serve Him and the privilege it is to be called by Him. Heavenly Father, as, as we go into next year, as we Stand before you now. I thank you, Lord, for the prophetic words at the start and for your Holy Spirit. And I know, Holy Spirit, you're here and you're dropping stuff into people's spirit all over this place. But we've been called and we've been chosen by the risen King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ takes away the sin of the world. 
your word says that we belong to you. Father, we lay down our lives again. And we thank you, Lord, for this year. We celebrate what you're doing. But Holy Spirit, I pray right now for every person here, and even the people that have been unable to make it tonight, that you would start seeding vision into people's hearts. Just seeding vision right now, Lord. Seeding vision. Seeding vision. 